Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Let's just get right into this. It's been a okay. long time since we've done FSBT updates. FSBT update. <laughs> with the ever-changing song to go with it. Theme song. I've, I've missed the song, to be honest with you. I kind of forgot about the song. I forgot that. Wow. That's, that that's the wow. thing. It's been, it's been like. I can't even believe three it. Months, three months since we've done an update. It's probably been least. even longer. It's been three months since we like recorded last. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're actually just going to. Uh, Kendra and I will just keep doing filler episodes on Cobra Kai. <laughs> Perfect. And then um, you can move on to some other random show. Just. This is eventually going to evolve into a Matthew and Kendra watch TV together podcast. <laughs> but it's all shows that have been on for like six years. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Okay, so we're mixing this one up big time. I wrote some. She wrote some. Okay. She wrote some for herself. She wrote some for me. I wrote okay. some for you. We're just going to share. And, okay. And by the way, neither of us wrote any of these. These are all just jokes people sent in. So Yeah, yeah. We don't know where they come from. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, how no, do you want to do this? I just sent you I just sent you one to start. How did you send it to me? I DM'd it to you. Okay, hold on, let me get that open. Twitter, the cesspool of everything. Okay. Well, it's been quite a week for Kanye West. After a series of insensitive statements regarding Jewish people, the troubled artist has been banned from social media, closed his private school, had his partnership with Adidas terminated, and yet Somehow, I've only fallen more deeply in love with him. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I'm guessing you wanted me to read that as myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and send me one, and I'll, I'll, uh, while you're doing that, I'll read it. I'll one. just put it in the DM, since you already have that open. Okay, that'll work. Okay, this is probably my favorite one. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come in strong. <laughs> uh, go. Memorize that my computer is working great. Christianity Today recently reported that more than one in ten new Southern Baptist churches are Hispanic. While very encouraging The most surprising thing about this is that people are still starting new Southern Baptist churches. (laughs) P.S. I bet those potlucks are incredible. (laughs) I can almost smell the potlucks right now. It smells awesome. Me too. Me too. Smells awesome. (laughs) There's a small restaurant fairly close to where I live. And when you walk in, uh, it's a barbecue restaurant. Okay. But when you walk in, they have like uh, salsa cornbread muffins. And when you walk in, you just smell like the salsa cornbread muffins. Like, whoom, just hits Mm. you. That's what I imagine the the potluck Mm. for Hispanic Southern Baptist. Makes sense, though, because what's more Southern than Mexico? (laughs) Yes. Couldn't have a Southern Baptist church in Canada. Sorry, Canada, Laura. (laughs) Be called Northern Baptists. (laughs) <laughs> that's called homeschool geography Haas. i i appreciate it that's all right good. the pope caused a stir this week when during during a talk about the dangers of sin he said and i quote nuns watch porn too Aww. <laughs> it's true he did he actually said this you know casey i remember a time Before the insidious tendrils of Christian nationalism gripped this country. That you didn't have to be a nun to watch porn. (laughs) You're really really good at this segment and I appreciate it. I I think that's gone too far when you're forcing (laughs) someone to become a nun. Just so they can watch porn. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. A recent Barna Group study has found that Gen Z wants to know more about Jesus. Here's a list of 138 things they require you to do to prove you're not an old loser who wears the wrong kind of jeans and uses triggering emojis before you're allowed to talk to them. (laughs) 
You will never forgive Gen Z for the emoji slander. For existing. No, <laughs> just kidding. All my kids are Gen Z, so I can't really be too hard on them, but the emoji thing really just <laughs> took it over the top. That was a bridge too far for you. you just it really couldn't... was. <laughs> you, I think your, your, your general mood reaction to that was, you know what, pay a mortgage first, and then lecture me about emojis. <laughs> I also told Danny in my string of texts to him about this. I'm like, I get it. I I get it why old people just get like so grumpy. They're just we're just constantly being told that we're losers who don't know anything. We don't do things the right way anymore. I'm just like, I get it. I understand now. <laughs> well, you know what? I do the same thing to my parents. I'm like, Dad, stop calling me. Just send a text. <laughs> and my kids are probably going to be like, Mom, stop texting me. Just send me a TikTok or whatever. <laughs> be a thought gram at that point. Right. <laughs> just, just, just be able to send thoughts. <laughs> All right. Here's your next one. I, this is a true story, by the way, before you... Am I reading it myself? Yeah, before you roll your eyes at me. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Jeez. Some sad news this week. Calvin Butts, Harlem community leader, university president, and pastor of the largest African-American congregation in New York City, has passed away. If you'll allow me to go off script for a moment here, I know everyone is expecting me to to make a joke about heavenly butts or we're going to miss butts. But I just want to take a moment and say that to me, (laughs) Casey Haas, this podcast has never been about inappropriate humor. It's been about sharing my heart with you about telling my truth. And what I want to share right now is (laughs) Elon Musk is my pastor. (laughs) It has nothing to do with butts. Okay, I have one more for you. I'm sure you wrote like 17 of these. I wrote three. Okay, I don't have that that many more. Okay, we'll see. Okay, this just in, Tom. I'm glad you. I'm glad you touched on this. That's what she said. This just in, Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen have announced they are getting divorced after 13 years of marriage. No specific reason was given, but if Tom Brady isn't dating someone at least 10 years younger than him within six months, Casey will give Matthew a $10 Taco Bell gift card because rich white men are so predictable. (laughs) Maybe the worst FSBT update ever written. I couldn't think of anything. I was trying to figure out a joke about him dating a super young person, but they just kept sounding like pedophile jokes. So I just... (laughs) I just didn't go there. Well, that's the high road, considering my first joke for you was basically that you were in love with an anti-Semite. So. <laughs> I I do constantly take the high road on this podcast. I'm glad that you're you recognizing do. You're that. You're legendary for taking the high road on this podcast. <laughs> All right, two more. I'll read one and you read one. Okay. <clears throat> A Washington high school football coach has been reinstated after being initially suspended for gathering his team at midfield after the games and praying for a wife. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right. And finally. Oh, me. Okay. Catholic... Catholic leaders are condemning the European Court of Human Rights after the court overturned the sentence of a woman who disrupted a Catholic mass bare-breasted, shouting and desecrating a figure of Jesus on the altar, all while urinating on the floor. How typical. Yet another example of the church silencing women. Can you believe it? (laughs) You know, Casey, I'm... I'm closing Twitter. I can't I can't keep it open. <laughs> I have a giant thing on my screen about Taylor Swift. <laughs> like that was it though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. 
please t- continue with your joke. I know you have more about the Catholic woman peeing in the church. Yeah, I'm, as you know, I'm a little bit more progressive than a lot of the listeners yeah. who. Uh huh. You're. I know. Of this show, and I just I dream about a future for uh, God's beautiful bride, the Church, where men and women alike are free to disrobe and go to the front of the church and pee on the floor <laughs> and get their Thomas Kincaid on. I was waiting for Thomas to make an appearance in this joke. Appearance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Take my mic away. That yeah, was if, criminal. <laughs> if, uh, if Thomas Kincaid had been there, they could have had a lightsaber duel. And parents of small children, small parents of boys will understand mm-hmm. that joke. <laughs> okay. We have some uh, housekeeping, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some housekeeping. Okay, so we have new patrons to our Patreon that we do a horrible job of updating and talking about. Horrible. So, let's talk I about I tried to patrons. tell Matthew... Like, maybe people just want to support us, and they don't expect a whole lot in return. <laughs> and he couldn't possibly imagine a scenario in which that would be true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, uh, so we need to say hello and welcome to Jed, Benjamin, and Randy. Thank you for joining us Jed, at Patreon. Benjamin, and Randy. Okay, yes. welcome. Welcome and, and thank you for supporting this uh, very important theological podcast. Yes, the most important theological podcast. Yeah. And if there's anybody who has not, uh, anybody who is on Patreon who, for whatever reason, has not heard the previous four times we announced this, if you are supporting us on Patreon, just let me know and we'll give you a uh, lifetime paid subscription to my Substack. And where again, Matthew has written more than one <laughs> article oh, for paid subscribers. I almost sent you. The, I almost sent you the last one. I said, make sure Danny sees this because it was about baseball. <laughs> I got it. I'll I'll make sure he gets it. I'll send it to him. So, yep. Just we don't publish. really. We don't have this on our list. Do, are you done with that? No, no, no. To, okay. yeah, you're good. I was, you're we good. don't have yeah. this in our list, and I didn't bring it up in our pre-show discussion. But before we move on to a new segment that I think is going to be a big hit, <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about the tweet interaction that you sent me yesterday? Or, or were, did you want to save it for Christian tweets? No, this is this is this is you. Go for it. Okay, so. Something Matthew and I do a lot of interacting in the DMs, but some things have are just too urgent. You know, I don't have, I don't even have a Twitter app on my phone right now. I'm checking in a few times a day. Some things are too urgent, and Matthew has to send it to me via text message. It's the red phone in the president's office, like when (laughs) when you when you just the Moscow hotline, like when you got to get to them right away. You just pick up the red phone. (laughs) So. Did someone send this to you? I'm guessing someone sent this to you. Yeah, I think a few yeah. people did. Yeah, a few people, of course. Not silly Sorry, <laughs> a little bit more important than you are. And I, you know, some some of the stuff in Christian Twitter is funny. This just got me. Just hit me just right because it's like a it it was a it was like a double whammy of dorkiness. <laughs> So Michael Bird, who's a theologian, I think he lives in Australia, maybe, or he's not, he's not American. So he says, releases today, Mike Bird and Bart Ehrman nutting out the origins of Jesus's divinity. Nutting out. Which, okay. And then he gets a reply. Some, this guy, maybe this is a guy who support Ben. Does, did we get a new patron named Ben? If this uh, ben, is you, Ben is a friend, so be okay. Nice to ben. Okay, Ben. I was gonna say it was super nice of him. He's like tiptoeing. <laughs> He's like, Michael, 
No one else seems to be bold enough to say it. Ben, I I, I appreciate that you're Matthew's friend, but I wouldn't exactly call this bold. <laughs> In America, nutting means Ezekiel 23:20b, basically. <laughs> hey, don't get don't get lost in 2320a right please this is it's the b i just i just i love this so much i love that michael bird or mike bird excuse me as he calls himself used the word nutting as as in a way that most americans don't use it and then ben like told him what it means with a bible verse it's just so perfect it's like the perfect the perfect Christian Twitter interaction. I loved it so much. It just got me. This yeah. is a nice nice bookend <laughs> to the time that I used the word fanny. <laughs> talking about somebody's butt. Yeah. And I had some very worried right. uh, responses from across the pond. <laughs> yes. Saying, oh, there's so something different over here. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just, wow. Is beautiful. <laughs> Nutting out. This is the Twitter that Elon Musk wants to take from us. <laughs> Nutting I... out. No, no please, please stop saying it. Uh, you open the can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We I'm should. Just thinking about it. <laughs> you can write a book on sexual purity. And call it nutting out, and it would work on both sides of the Atlantic. <laughs> nutting out. An examination of biblical purity. That's the subtitle. <laughs> nutting out. How to save your best for your spouse. <laughs> Gross. Nutting out how masturbation is killing intimacy. (laughs) (laughs) Please keep going. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) This is an article title. What uh, nutting out? How wet dreams are God's. God's plan against masturbation. Oh my gosh. Please stop. I got that lecture. I got that lecture. <laughs> you got that lecture? Yeah. Like from your parents? Uh from somebody. Oh no. But, uh you know, you don't have to you don't have to do that because God's plan is mm. for a natural release. Anyway. God's okay. plan. Woo. <laughs> oh right. goodness. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about this. You you sent this idea to me. And at first you called it... What did you call it? I hate you takes? Uh, I called it nutting out. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I called it something like I hate you takes or something. And then we thought two hot takes, but then that kind of sounds like to the number two hot take so what do we settle on overheated takes overheated takes or burn takes burn takes overheated takes that's what so you like these are things that make sense but we hate that they make sense because the implications for us like something along those lines sure explain it <laughs> explain it how, so, uh, how you uh, think of a, it it's a take that's too hot where there's it's too hot it's it's a little impractical or implausible, but there is mm-hmm. a grain of truth in there. Okay, okay. So where you can kind of like it's too extreme, it's never going to happen. Maybe it's just a thought exercise, mm. but you can look at it and be like, "Well, yeah, kind of, kind of see it." <laughs> this is this is the perfect segment for us, as everyone knows. We like to imagine what the world would be like if we were in charge. How can we minimize? The possibilities of us being extremely grumpy all the time <laughs> by making the world into a place that that we want it to be, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Are you, do you have it down to share the one that you said in, as an example for me? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's start with that one. I think we 
we have got to restrict rich people's ability to buy hats. No, stop it. (laughs) All right. Here's my overheated take. Okay. Uh, I don't think I don't think cars should be allowed to go over 20 miles per hour. Okay. Explain. Okay. Um, you have a blender, right? Uh-huh. Most people have, a, most adults in America have a blender. Some sort of blender, whether it's like a big mixer thing or uh, even it's just like a handheld thing. Mm-hmm. Most people have some sort of blender appliance. What if I told you every 10,000th time randomly that you've mm-hmm. plugged in the blender it's going to give you a pretty bad shock uh-huh uh you plug it in you won't know when the ten thousand, when it's coming but it's just every ten thousand or so times you plug it in you're going to get a pretty bad shock mm-hmm. and what if i continue to say that every i don't know three hundred thousandth time you plug the blender in you're it's definitely going to die you're going to die like it's going to yeah. shock you so bad you're going to die mm-hmm. um your reaction would probably be, you know what? I'm just going to stop using a blender. Right. But then I say, well, you know what? Everybody else is. And mm-hmm. you'd be confused. And you say, why? And I would say, well, because they, they don't, it, it's faster. It's right. faster than just stirring things up with a spoon. And people mm-hmm. want to get there fast. Right. You'd blow your mind. You'd be like, this is insane. <laughs> like, just unplug the, like, we're not using blenders anymore. Right. Furthermore, if I told you, Casey Haas, that the vast majority of accidents with the blender, like 99.999%, could be removed if you just turned the speed of the blender down low. Mm. Would that not blow your mind? It would blow my mind. <laughs> because I tell you, yeah, you can turn it down low, but everybody else is still plugging it in going fast. Just, right, right. And you'd probably say, I still kind of want to just throw my blender out because I don't want... That's a risk I don't want to take. But also, like, if I'm going to plug it in, just go slow. Like, right. why would I turn the blender out fast? And I would say because people don't want to wait, Casey Haas. <laughs> people don't want to wait. And everybody's plugging that blender in saying, you know what? Yeah, this is a little bit dangerous, but it's somebody else that's going to die. Somebody else is going to die. It's not going to be me. I don't care about the risk. I just mm. want to get my cake batter mixed up quickly. Because here's the subtext. I am too important <laughs> to wait. I, I'm i here for this take. I'm 100% on board with this. I would be willing to undergo the probably months-long adjustment period of only being able to drive 20 miles an hour. Because <laughs> Orlando is out of control. Like, people have lost their minds in the city beautiful as we like to call ourselves it's it's just <laughs> it's crazy and it's it's not just like on the major highways like it's it's everywhere that someone tried to pass me like i'm going to make a left in i live in a residential neighborhood i don't live like off of a main road I'm trying to make a left into my own driveway and all of a sudden someone is honking at me because they were trying to pass me in the neighborhood and I was about to turn in front of their effort to pass me. Now, would they be trying to pass me if their car could only go 20 miles an hour? No, they wouldn't. Because I'd probably be going 20, about to turn into my house. Yeah, and when something like that happens, it's just, (laughs) if, if you're a horrible person like I am, it's just whatever characteristics you can see of the driver, that's what you start criticizing. Old people shouldn't be allowed to drive. <laughs> Women shouldn't be allowed to drive. <laughs> Just whoever people who I look mean, like that shouldn't be allowed to drive. It's definitely the youth. <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. Gen Z. <laughs> okay, so devil's advocate here. People say, "Well, Matthew, aren't you a Ron Swanson type? You know, uh-huh, just a libertarian. So, this is sort this of... is pretty strict for you." All right. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's handled through the DOT, the Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. You don't let tanks on the highway. Right. You don't, you don't let fighter jets taxi down the highway. <laughs> you know, you don't let indie cars go 500 miles down the highway. There are rules. Right. So they why are, can't this just be one of them? This is, this is the rule. If your car goes, if your car, if your engine takes you, if it's capable of going over 20 miles per hour, you don't get a license. You don't get a tag. You don't get to drive on the road. 
Problem solved. <laughs> Basically, nobody would die in a car accident. Nobody. Unless they, I mean, you would die in your car maybe if you were already going to die anyways, like of a heart attack. But I think you could run into pretty much anything at 20 miles an hour and not die. I think you could head on collision at 20 yeah. miles an hour and you'd be fine. Yeah. So my, my girls had a civics class last year and they had to do this end of year project and on like some community problem. So we talked about speeding in the neighborhood and we found this graphic from some other municipality and it was like the chances of causing a fatality when you hit a pedestrian at like all of the miles per hour you know like 25 versus 35 versus 45 and it's just mind-blowing to me like if you're if you hit a pedestrian going 20 miles an hour you know they're gonna be probably pretty i mean unless you run directly over their head they might break a few bones but they're not gonna die versus 45 it's like a nine in ten chance that they're not gonna survive which is crazy so the truly uh, horrible thing about this, <laughs> this people are listening to this going what 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 podcast am i listening to right now this is uh this is this is uh nutting out traffic safety with matthew <laughs> and casey uh the truly horrible thing about this is if for some like as a thought experiment if this was actually implemented <clears throat> and nobody could drive over 20 miles per hour there would be so many lives saved Mm-hmm. and people would hate it yeah <laughs> people would hate it because they they don't know some of the people who hate it would be the ones whose lives would have been saved mm-hmm. but because they didn't know that right they would be like i you know what I'm, I'm i'm ready for some of these people to die because i want to go <laughs> fast i think we could get used to it though right i mean of course we, we used to ride horses exactly so it's just like a backwards getting used to something you know, the fastest we used to be able to go was on a horse or maybe, yeah, a horse, right? A horse or what's faster, a bicycle or a horse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this 20 miles per hour is still faster than a bicycle. Yeah. And it, it goes back to my thing of anytime somebody cuts around me because I drive slow because I'm these type of things. I'm insufferable and these type of things are in my head all the time. I drive, I drive slow really too. Slow. I've started to drive so much slower, especially in the mornings when I'm taking my kids to school. Oh, I I mean, it's dark outside when I take my oldest child to school. It's it's still dark. We leave at 6.45 in the morning. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not... I, I can't go faster than this. I can't do it. When somebody cuts around me, the thing in my head is, or the thing I, I usually say is, look, look out, we got a very important person coming through. Look out. <laughs> I took a selfie last week. Um, uh, uh, like, <laughs> I held up my phone to take a selfie when the car next to me was somebody who had just raced around me and then we got stopped together <laughs> at the red light. So I was like, here we are together. <laughs> oh, I'm insufferable. Oh, can i just a... can i just riff off of this absolutely this is never gonna happen we know this is never gonna happen americans don't do things for the betterment of the general public we don't i mean look at guns They're like we're not gonna give up our ar-15s that we definitely don't need anyways i just think in general we need stricter driving laws so let's we don't have to change the way vehicles are made but like if you get caught speeding you're going to lose your license for six months, minimum. If you get a DUI, you're never going to drive again, ever. You you don't, you lost, you, you can't. You lost the privilege to ever drive a vehicle again. Because I think that people just know they're going to pay their tickets and it's fine. They're going to be fine. So it's like, why drive safe? Why? Who cares? Well, see, this is where my libertarian uh, side <laughs> actually comes in. Okay. That- uh, you know, militarized police departments subsidize themselves by excessive ticket writing. Right, but like so I, I fixed I it know. At, the, at the manufacturing point, then they okay, wouldn't be able to write so the tickets. Okay, so I see what you're saying. It's like your solution is so that yes, okay, I get it. We just had a huge scandal in Alabama. There was like a ticket tourist, like a ticket, a speed trap town. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this huge thing down here that they were just writing like crazy amounts of tickets. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just, Danny knew someone in Norway and they got a speeding ticket and they lost their license for six months. Wow. <laughs> it's just, I mean, how many, how many car accidents are there per capita compared to here? You know, anyways, probably also if we did your thing with the 20 miles an hour, I mean, we might actually have decent public transit in more places because trains could go fast and not risk killing people. I'm on board. Run for office on this platform. I'll vote for you. <laughs> like, what? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, are guns more dangerous than cars? Like, I don't know. Probably, what? yes. <laughs> I just love seeing somebody with like a, you know, the, I don't know. Never mind. I've, I've done enough on this. I've we don't have enough. to. Okay. All right. All right. You did one. I played off that one. I'll just, I'll just do the next one. Okay. I've shared this with you before. I don't think we've talked about it. And this is also a little bit more central to our audience. Probably some of them would lose their jobs if <laughs> if this were true. I don't think sh- people should be able to lead a church until they're at least 35 years old. And they've also served doing like the grossest grunt work of ministry for at least 10 years. Like cleaning cleaning the church toilets doing the hospital visits like all the actual pastoral stuff mm-hmm. that's like brutal you know Hos- hospital visits funerals stuff like that I-, I i really think that ministry readiness should be more of a thing like are are you ready to be to lead a church or are you just ready to get up and talk in front of people for 45 minutes every week you know is it is it just about getting up there taking off your clothes and peeing yeah exactly what what is it it's not about the peeing i really i just a a little bit more lead-in to uh to to you know overseeing or shepherding a group of people i think it would probably like uh weed some people out you know weed out the people who might just be in it for themselves a la Carl Lentz, you know, those types. Would we have mega churches if this were the case? And then, you know, let you mature, let you maybe get your family established if that's where you're going. Does Judas Smith look like Jeffrey Dahmer on purpose? <laughs> I, I I don't know, Matthew. Sorry. I don't. He's just. Ugh. Anyways, I just, I think that should be a thing. I think that to be in ministry, and there probably are some models, you know, maybe in other denominations where you have to do a lot more, but I just feel like anymore you can like go to seminary and just like apply for a lead pastor job somewhere. And if they like you well enough, they'll take you. So. (laughs) I I, I have very little to add on this. I, I like it. Um, like <laughs> the companion to this, though, is is there a certain age where you have to be removed? <laughs> Back in the day, I did a long time ago on my old website. I did a blog, post, like a semi-serious blog post called "The King David Rule," mm. where it's like Christian leaders go crazy when they get super old, mm-hmm. and like beyond like a certain age, we shouldn't take anything they say seriously. I not like as a like a dismissive thing but almost like as a grace thing of right you're just really old like let's not set you up to embarrass yourself yeah mm. like every once in a while something will come across of pat robertson said that's like pat robertson is 112 years old like mm-hmm. I, i'm not going to be outraged by anything he says <laughs> i am i write a whole tweet thread about it who was the other one that there was a there was a big it was um you know who i'm talking about uh eugene gosh. peterson yes that one everybody's like did the gotcha of like oh got him yeah it, it was wasn't like, everybody it was specifically jonathan merritt and i still haven't forgiven him for it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's that is a thing though like yeah i don't think eugene peterson was you know off track or anything like that I think that someone specifically tried to 
to do a gotcha with him. I don't think he was confused about anything, but there definitely are older people in ministry that maybe, you know, maybe they need to step down and let someone 35 years or older (laughs) take the helm. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I don't know if that's ageist. I don't. Ageist. Ageism is a a lot of times associated with like, you know, being against older people. So maybe this is like reverse ageism. I don't know. How about this? We don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay. What's your next one? Uh, Can Christians just stop wearing clothes? Yeah. What if all Christians just went nude? Only the ugly ones, though. The hot ones still have to wear clothes. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what that what that means for uh, for you and I as hosts of this podcast. I can tell um, you what it means for me. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think. What if like all Christians? Like, what if all churches are just nude? And I, I guess a little creepy when you start talking about family. So we just say adults. Hmm. If if all Christians were nude, would it eliminate? It wouldn't totally eliminate porn, but would it? If all Christians were nude, would it severely weaken porn and totally eliminate purity culture at the same time? Um, this is right up there with your take that God. (laughs) invented god create invented god created women to prevent bestiality <laughs> i think i think astute listeners will remember that my 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 angle on that was a joke about yeah god didn't like the way adam was looking at that donkey right which yes exactly it's fine it's a joke <laughs> um I mean, people. It wouldn't eliminate porn, but it would. Well, yeah, I mean, people don't just look at porn to see nudity, right? I feel like it would have. It would definitely negatively infect, affect porn. Like it would. It would. If there wasn't so much stigma around nudity, and if there wasn't so much stigma around bodies, that would probably play out into less stigma around sexuality, which would be good for people yeah. i really want to see some i don't know if these stats exist but i really want to see like stats about you know like porn and sexual violence in cultures where casual nudity is a thing okay casual nudity Just well i know and, there's definitely and, a link between porn and sexual violence in general go, go ahead and bing that for me real quick and just see sure. what pops up we're actually going to, that's our next Patreon goal. We're going to raise money to do this research. <laughs> do this specific double blind study. We're going to just get a bunch of y'all together. Everybody get naked. And if, uh. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> Isn't that what science is? Just sure. see what happens. Sure. But if this is true. I got to think, like, is there anything else that, is there any other singular entity or or item or construct that would lower porn and purity culture at the same time? Mm. And then it just came back to, the gospel would. (laughs) So, the the loop is closed, I suppose. You solved it. Yeah. It's okay. not, you know, gospel or everybody just gets naked. So Yeah. That's good. I like it. Return a... to Eden. That's what we can call our nudist church. Return... Nutting out. <laughs> return to Eden. <laughs> nut, nut out literally. Cause they're, they're... Oh, gosh. Okay. <sighs> okay, this is just this is just me being grumpy. I know you're shocked. As opposed to, hey, you know, Elon Musk wants to like, I don't know, just like make Twitter what 
just less censored or more free. I think we, I think, I think there should be strict rules around all social media, what you're allowed to do. I think that whatever social media app you're on, that's what you need to use it for. If you're on Instagram, you need to post pictures. You don't need to write a freaking five paragraph essay on Instagram. If you're on Twitter, you post your tweets. Now, of course, I'm guilty of all the things I'm talking about. That's not the point. You don't need to, uh, you know, post a 17 threat tweet thread. Get a substack, right? If you want to write that much, get a substack. I, if you want to post a video, get a YouTube, okay? I don't want to see your video on Instagram. I want to see pictures on Instagram. I'm sure there's more, but those are my main <laughs> I just... The amount of words that people put on a platform that's dedicated to photos is just... It's beyond my comprehension. I also think we should just... We should cap how many followers people can have on on certain wow, platforms. Wow, you're just on fire. I think it makes people weird. I think it just makes them weird. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know. You just see the way people talk to other, to like their followers. And I'm like, I'm not a child just because I follow you. Like, I'm not an idiot. Just because I chose to follow you on this. Make no mistake. <laughs> Fam. I've gotten really to the point where I I have to clean up my Instagram. Literally all of these thoughts come from Instagram. I tried to take it over to Twitter and like kind of equalize, but I'm just whatever's going on over there. I I, I I need it. I, I need the Instagram of 2010 back where we just all posted like really poorly filtered pictures of our Billy, kids and Billy our Billy Ray food. Cyrus style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Here's, I, my, I, <laughs> here's my question. How have I changed from when I had 30 followers and you were one of the 30? Well... I think that <laughs> you haven't changed. I think that you still post the absolute most ridiculous things I've ever read. I, if anything, I think you've gotten more ridiculous. Thank you. But I do appreciate your commitment to, like, it, it's actually pretty remarkable because you still just will post things without the thought of, Okay, who's following me? Is this going to upset XYZ person? <laughs> <laughs> I just... I think because you never went into it with this mind of, like, gathering a following of, like, for the purpose of, I don't know, being a leader or whatever. I don't know. I just... To her, to her point, uh, before we started recording this, I just tweeted something about angels having big dick energy. <laughs> exactly. So you're definitely going to lose followers over that. And you Absolutely. Lose, you lose followers all the time. And it's just like, eh, whatever. I want Twitter to be funny, so I'm going to keep it funny for me. And if people don't like it, they can move on. Which I appreciate. I, I wish I had that sort of... Well, I credit my pastor, Elon Musk, for instilling that <laughs> attitude in me. Uh, <laughs> I had this uh, thought, this is so stupid, but this is how I feel about, like, super rich men. I feel like they're really petty because they're so, they're, they just give off this super insecure, like, what if Elon Musk deletes everybody's account of people who have him blocked? Because that's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like if Dave Ramsey bought Twitter, that's like the first thing oh, he would gosh. do. He would definitely just like delete accounts of anybody who had him blocked or anybody that he blocked. We'd all be gone. Hmm. You and me both. <laughs> yep. I take pride in the fact that I blocked him before he blocked me. Oh, me too. We were we were ahead of the game on that. We were ahead of the game. <laughs> Okay, All those right. are that's it for my overheated takes. Just one more, one more, real quick. Okay, let's hear it. Go. Uh, this is a simple one. Uh, 
I think if you were a president of the United States of America and you decide you want to bomb somebody or you want to deploy troops somewhere, mm. you have to be on the front lines. Ooh. We're going back to biblical times when the biblical king times. would lead his troops into battle. Mm. You have to be there. You have to mm. be on the front line. You you want to bomb some African country that's been in a civil war for 200 years because mm. the one faction that we think we're supporting is marginally more aligned with our interests right, and they're sitting right. on vast deposits of natural resources that we want to get our hands on. Mm-hmm. They just want to bomb the opposition. You know what? You have to be in the plane. You have to push the button. Mm. The blood is on your hands. You want to you want to deploy troops to the Middle East for our, our next coup du jour? I didn't even use that correctly. <laughs> For our next, uh, I mean, I think you coup. did coup du jour. That means like coup of the day, right? So I think you did use it. Yeah, I was thinking decade, but it came out du jour, whatever. I don't know what you de- have to de- de- decade. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be there. You have to be. You have to be with the troops. You have to be. You have to have your boots on the ground. Honestly, I think this and my pastor thing just are married perfectly. I think we just want the people who lead us to actually know what it's like to to you know be with the bloody messes of humanity of course this could backfire tremendously if we get a uh, a certain i don't even know who this would be it could be anybody from either party honestly but somebody that would actually do that and then come back and be like that was awesome let's do some more dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> He's the first person who came to my mind. <laughs> Our next president, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh gosh. <laughs> I do think that's why, you know, people focus, you know, when there are elections, like, did this person serve in the military at all? You know, if you're gonna be making all these decisions about what the military's gonna do, maybe it's Maybe it's not a horrible idea that you have a little bit of experience of what it's like to be a part of that. I don't know, though. Because then it's like, well, yeah, but also they're also making decisions about, you know, things that affect car mechanics and just. I mean, not, not to get too partisan this isn't really a partisan thing but like it just it felt different like listening to i'll just keep it all on one side that way it's not partisan like it felt different okay. it felt different listening to john mccain talk about war than it did george w bush mm. i hear what you're which saying which is not endorsement on, on anybody but it's just seconding what you said but, there they go so. the patrons are leaving you just <laughs> you did it <laughs> you got political no i hear what you're saying <laughs> And nutted out one too many times politically. Uh, I'll, I'll delete that. That didn't sound right. <laughs> I was trying to go for the joke one more time, and it was one too many. I appreciate that we created a whole segment um, as if this whole podcast isn't just overheated takes. <laughs> well, as if this specific podcast wasn't just a succession of nutting out jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until you post this episode and it's just going to be the very first little thing. Like episode what 219, nutting <laughs> out. <laughs> nutting out in our nude church with Pastor Elon Musk. <laughs> That's perfect. Please just call the episode that. Just just resist the urge to, to name <laughs> any other thing that we did. <laughs> How much is Kendra going to yell at me on this one? A she's lot. Listening? A lot. Nah, By the way, speaking of spouses... The other day, Danny and I turned on Seinfeld. He was like, by the way, your Seinfeld impression was horrible. I'm like, what Seinfeld impression? Apparently, I, I attempted something in the last episode. Or the- <laughs> Danny, Danny was kind enough to let me know. Maybe that's not my thing. <laughs> we will both work on Seinfeld and we will have dueling Seinfelds. On no, the next episode. I won't. Here's a hot take. Did I already say this? How is Jerry Seinfeld like the fourth, the fourth most interesting character on a show named after him? Anyways, well, you know, I mean, he spent all. Like, his if time you have to rank the four of them of like enjoyable, it's definitely like 
Well, Casey, listen. George Costanza, Elaine, Kramer, Jerry. Well, I can't watch George Costanza knowing that it's all Larry David, basically. Oh, I don't know what that means, but... Curb Your Enthusiasm is Larry David's show where basically he shows that like he was the inspiration for George. Anyway. Oh, okay. Hey, Casey, if you... You just don't even know this. <laughs> 16-year-old girls find like the blandness to be appealing. That's why you have to be the bland one. What are you talking about? Oh, it's Jerry <laughs> Oh, gross. This this girl gets younger every time we talk about her. <laughs> this fetus. <laughs> All right. All right. End it. Appearance. <laughs> <laughs>